This week on the Baseline Podcast, Josh and I break down the NBA Finals matchup of the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. We break down what the Miami Heat did to almost lose that series versus Boston Celtics. And then we talk about the matchup itself. We break down what we think the X factors will be, what we think each team has to do to come away with a Larry O'Brien trophy. And then we talk about the best logos in the NBA, the top five logos we each think are in the NBA right now. All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben. That's Josh. And yes, we are recording at night again, or at least my time I am. So it's going to be fun. We're excited. We are back. Um, Josh, it's been kind of like not really a crazy week outside of the finals of of the NHL and the NBA final. Uh, sorry, NHL conference finals and NBA conference finals. But um, outside of that, man, it's just been normal baseball talk and uh some soccer things happening but other than that man yeah what the heck is this this luton stadium that i keep getting tagged yes. in so do you want me to give you a little background it's it's a great i've, I've please I've do because yeah. i just get tagged in and it looks really crappy and i'm assuming yes. it's a club that got relegated up and since they've been historically terrible they have terrible facilities and so it looks really bad right now that's my guess but We'll see how right I you're, am. You're a little off on that, okay? So Luton Town uh, just got promoted to the Premier League, right? So if you're not a soccer fan, basically there's Premier League Championship, League One, League Two, and then there's the National League and then non-league, basically. Um, and Luton Town just got promoted, kind of shock the shock and all type thing, promoted to the Premier League. And if you go online, I wish I could screen grab here, but if you go online, look up Luton Town's facilities. Their stadium is literally in the middle of apartment complex. Like there's apartment buildings everywhere around. It's a very rundown stadium. It's very old. Um, they were found, I think, early 1900s, but this is the first time they've ever been to the Premier League. So back in 2014, they were in the National League or the non-league. They've went from non-league in 2014 to 2023. They're now in the Premier League, which is actually really incredible. There's a player, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he actually has been with them from 2014 to 2023. He's the first player ever to go from non-league to Premier League with the same team. Um, so it's actually a really awesome story. Um, I think they're going to get slaughtered next year unless they do something magical because the money, I mean, the one thing about this is now when you make it to the Premier League, you're pretty much set. Like, even if you get relegated, you have this, they call them balloon payments from the Premier League. You're pretty much set in the championship and you can just basically float in the championship for the next 30 years and you're, you're kind of fine with that with that money. Um, but yeah, it is very fascinating. So, Josh, yes, that was kind of the news this week or this past week and a half mm -hmm. of, of Luton Town. So to answer it. That's the short answer. If that makes sense, Jared. Yeah, maybe yeah. Jared. Maybe Jared can come on and give us more of a detail. But that is the answer that I know of, and I've researched. So yeah, that's so, yeah. that's almost what I thought. I guess. Uh, so now that they're a Premier League team, is anything going to be done about their stadium, or are they going to be so, playing games in that place? So it depends on the seating. I don't know the seating. So there's a seating requirement in the Premier League. I think it's ten thousand. Maybe I think it is. So if they sit seat ten thousand, they might have to do like upgrades of like safety and things like that, like just upgrading certain things. Um, but if they need to have either a new stadium or extend the stadium, which there's not much space, then they're going to have to play at a different stadium for the season until they get those upgrades done. So it's yeah, it's a very tricky situation, and you don't really see that very often. Um, and that, that's part of the reason why I kind of wish uh, relegation would come to the to America in many sports because I think it'd be fun. Like I just think it'd be fun to see like these small teams just kind of do some 
wild and and and, and the Columbus it. Clippers I mean, would get relegated up and Cleveland would become the triple A team right now it sounds I like I know it's 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 another something story like that. for another day though that is true so so Josh before we get into the dive deep dive of everything here how was your week man how was your week have you enjoyed this this nice sunshine you have here in Ohio or there in Ohio week's been good uh yeah like you say we've had a couple uh back-to-back 80 plus degree days here that's nice uh, over the weekend I got to eat at one of my uh favorite Indian restaurants Ooh. um Watched a little bit of uh, some sports, so can't complain. Wasn't bad. How about you? How the, you know, how's uh, the football game? Yeah. So we um, we just clinched playoffs. Fun fact. So on Saturday, we we want, we beat the other Budapest team, one of the other Budapest teams, and we clinched playoff. Which we have a playoff berth for our top top division team. And we find out this Saturday. So if we win this Saturday and another team loses, then we can get as high as the three seed or we can get as low as the lowest seed which is the six seed so it is fun it's kind of crazy it's coming to an end at least the regular season and stuff i mean we started in january and we're almost at the end of the of the season uh and then junior season starts pretty much right after that so it is uh it is a full year job as they would say uh some people think that football is only you know six months or whatever but no it's pretty much a full year job so it's kind of fun because you know in the summer i get to to do different things and and still get to coach and, and help out with that so it's been a blast it's been very warm here i think we have a game on Saturday, and I think it's supposed to be like in the high 80s, which is just going to be awful to coach in. If anybody understands, coaching in the heat is awful because you're not like you're just standing there in dry heat, basically. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, that, that's that's the update from the old Budapest Cowbells, uh, you know, idea identity, I guess. So, yeah. So also, if any of you want some Cowbell merch, you know, let me know and I can always throw it your way. Because who wants good, that man. Cowbell? And speaking of playoffs, we just wrapped up another uh, NBA oh, playoff series yeah. that we, we almost got. We may around. have almost spoken too soon on last week, <laughs> much more so you than me. But we ended up with that a true. Miami Heat victory over the Boston yes. Celtics, Game Seven. The 150th team out of 150 to it's be up to and finish the series as the winner. Boston, however, I found out was the first team out of those 150 to have that game seven played on their home court huh. and lose it. So sucks. If anybody sucks could have done it, it sounds like it could have been Boston, but ultimately winning four games in a row was just uh too tall. I did say that. I did say that. Yeah. I said three was didn't help too that Jason Tatum I uh, had the injury uh, very early on, so he wasn't at full strength, and uh, I guess Jalen Brown uh, wasn't at his best either. And well, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining though, especially on the Miami side with all the injuries they've had to deal with this year. Why I was thinking about the what's the guy the Mar is it Martin is that his name the, the dude the dude that's like un, he was undrafted or whatever his twin he has a twin brother, um you know it just seems like the Heat that's what they are just this undrafted team but um. No, I you know, obviously ESPN is such a reliable source of um, sports knowledge, um, and uh, it they were just full of just lovely uh, things about how they need to split up Jalen Brown and and Jason T- uh, J- not Jason Tatum right Jason Tatum Jason right? Tatum yeah that's yep. right I just blanked there for a half second that was weird but Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown and I sat there and go so you're telling me Celtics fans would want the two best players of the team to be separated and to be one of them be traded for who right like it's just some things that are said after these losses like how will we give credit to the fact that the team climbed back from 3-0 like you know the like I guess I'm just some of that positive mentality of like let's let's kind of look to the future rather than just like 
you know, kind of be frustrated about. Well, here's the other thing. If you're a Boston fan, you've been talking about the future since 2014. That's true. That's true. Like you, we're going to accumulate all those picks from the Brooklyn Nets. You're going to have this young core of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And uh, you've had a couple other pieces sprinkled in there. Marcus Smart has been along the way too. Yeah. And I mean, you've kind of, I mean, you're at the prime of all of it for sure right now. And we've seen, uh, I guess, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both fold in certain uh, big playoff moments. You've made one finals uh, that you lost to Golden State. And so if you're a Boston fan, uh, how much longer are you patient with this group until you realize maybe we've topped out here and it's time to break it up, accumulate more picks and start over again? Well, I think I think it's I think that's more of what they're uh, they're discussing. Well, I think it's the same thing with like I think the 76ers are in that in that boat. I think that you look at the Knicks even a little bit. Like there's a lot of things with the Knicks. Like who what are you gonna put in that piece? I think even the Cavaliers, like as much as we love the Cavs. Well, if you're the if you're the Knicks you know? and you're the Cavs, you're in the process of doing yeah, you're something still, right yeah, yeah. now. But Philly, they've they've somewhat broken up at least the core with Ben Simmons being gone. And they tried James Harden alongside Joel Embiid. I think Embiid's their clear superstar, but they're just trying to, I guess, build the the team around him and try to find yeah. something that can work. Yeah, and, and if you're just, Boston, I I think uh, getting rid of Al Horford is a good start. That's a good Maybe one. Get yeah. some, get some uh, more true bigs in there. Some younger, some younger guys, and maybe that can help you out. But yeah, I mean, perhaps Boston, I, uh, perhaps Philly have topped out. I saw something. I saw a trade proposal that said DeAndre Ayton to Boston. They just swap Horford and Ayton for a few picks. I thought that would be kind of interesting in Boston. You put DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's Man. not great, but I think they'd be. If you're Phoenix, are you really just taking Horford and picks for DeAndre Ayton though? But but yeah, have you heard Phoenix though? Man, Phoenix fans have just been all up about. Phoenix Ayton. is so close you know? too. It seems like. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm just saying. I just I saw that rumor and I was like, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, but no, I, I to go back to the series, man. I think what we did see though is I think, and this is my opinion. The Heat should have finished this in four or five games because now you have a very rested Nuggets team waiting for you, like a very rested Nuggets team with firepower. And what are you going to do? Like, my question is, who are you putting on Nikola Jokic the whole time? He can stretch the floor. Are you putting Bam Adebayo on him the whole game? Because you take Bam out of the middle, then you got Michael Porter Jr. You got Aaron Gordon. You have all these other dudes that are going to be in the middle of that that pack. So... After this series, I think I saw some, I guess, uh, liabilities, I think, on the heat in the sense of, are you going to put Kevin Love on Nikola Jokic so that way you have Bam Adebayo underneath? Like, what? who is going to be on Jokic? Because that's the key. If you can slow him down, I'm not saying stop him, kind of with LeBron James. Like, you slow him down enough to allow the other, the other things to kind of happen in place. Um, so I think that's going to be a really interesting point. I know I've jumped ahead here, but... Um, yeah, I guess I, that's what I noticed from the Celtics series was just there was a lot of kind of, I think you could tell this team is a very inexperienced team in the heat outside of Butler and outside of Kevin Love and um, Lowry and these guys and Bam Adebayo. But outside of those four, it's a very young and raw team. And I'm really interested to see how this goes. Yeah, I mean, that that's the question that I was asking last week is how do you defend uh, Jokic? Do you take Bam out of the paint? I don't know how much he uh, hangs yeah. out around the three-point line, but maybe the other school of thought is let Jokic get his and then just contain Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I mean, that that's a big reason, too, why Denver's been able to make this run is because Jamal Murray's been absolutely balling out. And maybe you just, I guess, force Jokic to do it all himself. But, I mean, he's the league MVP, and he's more than capable of doing it. 
Yeah. Fucking triple double. So I mean, he should he should see how they defend that guy. He should have won it this year too. By the way, that was just they didn't want to give a guy three. They didn't want to give a white guy three in a row. I think that's just. I, I hate <laughs> to say it. They gave Nash two, that's and the then thing. that was it. They gave I, Jokic two. I just I, I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm 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 not trying to be like the R word, but I'm just being honest. Like I just don't I don't think they wanted to give it to a European dude that's seven foot tall that has no social media whatsoever and is just kind of like a dull person, uh, in a sense. Um, but yeah, it is fascinating, man. And I think this series to me comes down and I, and I think we'll talk about it now. I know when this comes out, it's probably come out on Friday. So it'll be out, you know, game one will be done. Yeah, Game now. one will be done. But as you look at the series, Josh, what do you think are the, the keys to victory for, for the, for the heat uh, and for the nuggets, maybe give like two for each. Like what, what are some things you think that he'd have to do and what the nuggets have to do to, to either one of these teams to come away with a title? Yeah, I think if you're Miami, uh, sticking to uh, what has worked is going to be uh, the big key. They've been tested, and they've been winning games by being yeah. gritty, hitting threes, and uh, Jimmy Butler uh, leading the way. So I think you got to continue yeah, with I that agree. path. And then if you're Denver, uh, I'd say uh, just continue what you're doing with Jokic. Uh, we're going to find out what they're really made of. <laughs> It's funny to say that since they're playing an eight seed, but they've only they've only played an eight seed, a five seed, and a seven seed so far. But uh, maybe Miami's better than what we thought, just based on the injuries that they've dealt with yeah. this season. Maybe they would have been a higher seed if they didn't have all the injuries to deal with. But yeah, if you're Miami, I mean, I or not Miami. If you're Denver, yeah, play through Jokic like you have been. Uh, if you can if you can contain Jimmy uh, and force some of these other guys to get more involved, that, that could help you out yeah. too. make Bam Adebayo really have to work defensively too. Yeah. Just stretch that floor out and take advantage of the mismatches that it could cause. Yeah. I think, I think one of the big things I think for Denver is can you replicate what you've been able to do with Murray and Jokic? And what I mean by that, and it seems that it seems like a very, you know, well, that's a common thing to say, Ben, but I mean that in general, like if you can replicate what's been happening, like you said, but I think also adding in things that need to happen. What I notice is that near the end of this series, this past series and throughout the playoffs, it's mainly been Jokic and Murray. You need to have some guys, maybe, maybe Murray has an off night or maybe even if Murray doesn't have an off night, have like maybe three dudes combined for 85 points, not just two dudes combining for all this, this offense. Um, I think you need to have an X. You need to have an X factor at some point. You need to have a guy, whether that's Michael Porter Jr., whether that's Aaron Gordon, whether that's um, uh, I'm kind of thinking of some of the other guys off their bench, um, Jeff Green, some of these other dudes that just come out of nowhere and make that shot. What have we noticed about the playoffs, man? We've always noticed about this in the finals, at least it, the Cavs series. You know, when the Warriors have won, when when the Bucks have won, it's always that guy that we don't really expect that comes comes come has a kind of coming out party. Um, and so uh, that for me is a, a big thing for the Nuggets. I think for the Heat is who else? And I, that is, that's literally my 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 yeah. thing is who else? Because listen, you know what you're going to get with Jimmy Butler. You'll get a guy that's going to drop 35, 40 points in a game. What are you getting out of Kevin Love? We don't know. Is it going to be the 10, 12-point Kevin Love or is it going to be the four-point Kevin Love that barely does anything on the offense or defensive end of the ball? Bam Adebayo. That, what what yeah. is he going to do with Jokic? What is he going to do with Jokic? Like, is he going to be able to do offense? Are they going to give him the ball at all? Or is he just going to be kind of the dude that's just taking control of Jokic? And the same thing with that is, 
Who's going to be sh- who's going to be out there? Is is Hero going to be that guy? Is Robinson mm. going to be that guy? Is Martin going to be that guy? That's why I'm saying who else. And that's why I believe the biggest X factor of this team is Kyle Lowry. That is the biggest X factor on this team because if you can get a solid point guard, a solid kind of kind of overall leader of the team outside of Jimmy Butler, awesome. A question is who else? Saw something. I think Kyle Lowry, uh, when the, he's on the floor, the Heat are plus twenty six for like the plus minus category, which Point is just made. Point and he's made. not even necessarily doing all that scoring. No, he's it's not. Just, they're playing well with him on the court. He's doing really well at being a floor general. We've proved. And then we, since it's, you, it's proven that Jimmy you, Butler is not. Jimmy Butler is not a point guard guy. So let's just not give him the ball as the point guard. Just saying. Sure. And the other thing, I guess, since you brought him up, Tyler Hero, he hasn't played since April 16th in that Bucks series. That's true. If they do bring him back, is he going to disrupt the chemistry and flow of the offense that they've, I guess, created over these last couple of series? Or is he going to be able to strengthen it? Yeah. Because tw- during the regular season, he was averaging 20 points shooting. A, let me tell you here, threes, because, I mean, Hero is one of those guys that loves to shoot threes for Miami shooting Thirty-seven uh, percent from three. I think that's the guy that Miami could use. So, but and again, is Caleb is Caleb Martin going to give you anything? Is Caleb yeah. Martin going to give you the twenty and ten, or is he going to give you a guy that he's, he's going to be like Joel Embiid and give you like nine and eight because it just he kind of chokes right like and so I think it, I hate to say this I, I chose the Nuggets last last week and I'm going to still stick with the Nuggets. I just I cannot see the Heat beating this Nuggets team four games. There, I, I just I physically can't in my mind imagine this Heat team right now because it's different than the Bucks team. Like I think this Nuggets team is way better than the Bucks team. I think this Nuggets team is better than any team that the Miami Heat has faced in these playoffs right now. I would take the Nuggets over any of those teams. Um, so I, as the Nuggets are right now, so to me, I think it's going to end up. I think the final series tally will be Nuggets and six. I think it's going to be like a four-two series win. I'm giving a Nuggets in six two, but man, I'll be rooting for Miami. I want Jimmy Butler to have a ring so bad. I do, I know, but I also want Nikola uh, Nikola Jokic to get one just for the fact, like, dude, he's like the most basic human being we've ever seen play the in the NBA. The dude loves horses, man. He doesn't even care about Instagram, nothing. He just wants to hang out with his horses and his brothers and just chill, like the most chill human I think you'll ever meet, man. Yes, yeah, so uh, that's not going to conclude our NBA talk today no. either, Ben. So last week we ranked some MLB logos, gave our top five. Oh, are we doing We're another top five to, this week? Another top five? We're shifting over to the NBA top five logos. Oh, boy. And I think we're going to have a lot more of a challenge with this one. Just be, It is a challenge. For different reasons. Uh, the MLB ones, there was a lot of boring ones. And in the NBA, like almost everybody has a pretty cool logo of some kind. So I'm curious how uh, how similar we're going to be with these. Yeah, we weren't. It, we didn't really have many of the same last no, week. No, we didn't. It it was it was very, very ugly. Um, so yeah, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll start off with uh, my fifth, and I'll also throw out an honorable mention yeah, too. Of course you do. Josh is the, the reason, Josh is the king for honorable mentions. I have to give an honorable mention out to the Los Angeles Lakers. I love oh, the color scheme of the purple and gold, but the basketball with just the word Lakers on it is too boring <laughs> to crack the top five. So it is. Is it because of the classic? Six. It's got the classic nod. Yeah, and the color scheme. It's it's great, but for for those reasons, it's only six. But number five, the real number five is going to be the Toronto Raptors, and 
if this was the old school like pink dinosaur raptor logo it probably would have been higher but the the new one it's not bad but it's just not as good as the old one but still a really solid logo with uh, like the dinosaur uh, like claw like scraping across yeah, the yeah. basketball i love it so toronto raptors at number five I'm going to go, so on my list here at number five, and I'll throw an honorable mention because you did, because then I feel weird that I didn't throw an honorable <laughs> mention in. I'm going to, like, for me, I think I'm going to go honorable mention, and this is more of, I don't think it's cool enough to be the top five, but I still think it's, pre- it's pretty pretty slick. And I'm going to actually go uh, the Houston Rockets for me. Like, I felt the Houston Rockets were not, for me, it's not like, it's not like a, a really cool logo that's like, Man, that thing just makes me want to root for this team. But if you look at it, you spend time looking at it, Houston Rockets, but then it's got the R with it's like in a rocket formation if you kind of look at it closely. So for me, it's like it's right there. It's right on the edge. But to me, I, I just I can't I can't go with it in the top five. But number five for me, um, I don't know, maybe this one, maybe I'm really off on this one, and this one you might think should be higher. I I don't really know. I'm terrible at doing this. Uh, I'm going to go Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks at number five for me. I think the green and tan color color palette is awesome. Like I just think that that color combination. You think of Wisconsin. You think of kind of the up north with the forest. That green. You have the obviously the buck, the deer that's just prominent in the logo, and then you have that you know that real classic. If you look subtly, you have obviously the details with the with the tan on the on the background, and then it just looks really nice on a jersey as well. When they do their like all black jersey with the logo. To me, that's that's a top five logo for sure. And I always pick them in NBA 2K. So that's like always my team I do my franchise with. So, man, I thought about throwing the Bucks up here, too. But and and this I mean, it looks exactly like what their mascot's supposed to be a buck. Right? Exactly. But still, like when I see it, the first thing I think of is John Deere tractors for some <laughs> reason, even though the John Deere track or like deer isn't that color or that shape. It's just like when you see deer. It's like, oh, John Deere, but no, Milwaukee Bucks. How do you know if people are from Ohio when that's what we come to our <laughs> mind with? That's how you know. That's what we think, yeah. Um, number four for me, though, you already uh, basically said uh, everything that I could have said about this team. It's the Houston Rockets. Really? No, mm-hmm. really? Oh. I really like the logo. The the, the rocket-shaped R there. And then, I mean, this doesn't really have anything to do with the logo, but Houston Rockets, like Houston, we have a problem. The oh space gosh. station over there yeah. and everything, it's, it's like perfect branding. And I love that for teams when their their mascot actually matches the city. And like I said, that's not do with the logo. I think the logo is cool as it is, but yeah, Houston Rockets at number four. But that's a, that's a little bit of a bias there for me too, maybe, but. And you were you were almost there. So I was almost there. I, yeah, I was there. Off. I was close. Yeah, I was close. Now here's my historical, only really true historic. I I feel is more historical in my mind base. And I'm gonna go with the Boston Celtics at four. Like I just think you, you can't. Like if the the Celtics leprechaun is he a leprechaun? I don't know. Or Celtic is it a leprechaun? Yeah. Like if we're talking about true Celtics, we're talking about like British warriors, dude from like okay, but BC the logo days. itself. Okay, the leprechaun that's on it the It looks logo. more like yeah. a leprechaun. And I mean, the clover's even in there and stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'd anyways, say more like that. I love it because I, I, again, I'm a bit like green's my favorite color. So that kind of helps me a little bit here. Oh, but uh, I, love, Bucks, Boston but I love, but this thing is, I love the way they've kind of played off that like 
historical vibe. But when you look at it and even the newer way they write Celtics with the the gold trim, they've kind of made it into a modern vibe. But I love the way the old logo looks on the court. Obviously, the way it looks on the jerseys or the warm-ups, you know, the clover leaf. To me, I think the Bosic have a, a really good one-two punch with the classic logo and then the new, you know, clover leaf uh, logo as well. That's my number four. That is a solid pick there. Uh, number three for me, I'm rocking Chicago Bulls. Ooh, I knew that was going to be in there. <laughs> that one's just too tough for me, man. Like, it's very a very detailed bull. The red and black is just uh, some tough-looking colors. And then just, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those that has stayed solid uh, and beaten the test of time, too. Like, it really hasn't changed yeah. since the Michael Jordan days or even pre-Michael Jordan days. And it's still, to me, like one of the best logos. So it passes the test of time, too, which is a bonus points and bumps up to number three for me. Yeah, you see, I was going to put the Bulls in there. and it, But to me, I felt like that that's a diff, that's a thing for me like i need to see a little bit of change like if we're going to and i think with the Celtics, we've seen some like additions to kind of what it looks we've like we've seen it modernized as but you said yes the bulls we've seen look the exact same for pretty much 50 years or whatever to hey, me when you nailed on the first try you don't need to change hey, it you right you know what i know i know but i got to look for some some change some some grittiness here and that's why i think for me number um what are, number 3 i'm at number, number three, three. Yes. for me number 3 um, and I think it's the way they've kind of done it in the sense of, um, I guess the way they've done it because it's a new team, I guess it's a new team that replaced an old team would be the Pelicans. I think New Orleans Pelicans, I think the Pelican itself mm-hmm. looks so dope. Like, I just think like, if you look at it, I'm looking at it right now, the whole basketball in its mouth, it, it looks really cool. And if you think about it just in general, like we haven't seen a logo that's really like a full animal in a logo in basketball like we've seen heads of animals we've seen heads but seen this is legit claws, like the whole pelican yeah. and to me i just think it's really cool that they've kind of incorporated the pelican and then the color the color wheel of like this tan with this blue that this red if you look at some of the alternate jerseys they have they're so cool and the logo fits with each one of them to me i think the pelicans have the the third best logo in the nba and that's just again i think off of something new but they've they've obviously when they switched to from the from the charlotte bobcats no not bobcats sorry who were they before charlotte hornets the, they were hornets yes so when they switched from the hornets that was for me like new orleans hornets that was for me was the you know i think a very good upgrade ah, man i was i was with you on the bucks and celtics you lost me on the pelicans one i i it's can't okay. get on board with that but it's, it's your okay. list not mine so Number two my dad, for will, me. my dad will make fun of that one for sure. <laughs> Number two for me, I, I think this one's kind of like a wild card pick too, but what do you think of the Sacramento Kings? The basketball with the crown on it, the font that they use. I'm also a big fan of purple, which is why I love the Lakers <laughs> purple and gold. But the Kings, wait, wait, like we're on. talking about modern changes. Like, you know what the Sacramento Kings logo used to look like? Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Gone through a huge upgrade so, over the years. So you thought mine was a little off of the Pelicans. Now I'm starting to think like, dude, I, I, listen, I get the Kings could be in the top. Five. I definitely see them in the top five, Like, but I think more of like five spot. I would rather see you put the Lakers at like two or the Bulls at two. The the To me, the Kings, again, it, the vibe for me, again, maybe it's just because I hate purple, um, but the vibe for me, be. 
I think it's just it's so basic in the sense they just put basically big letters on top of a half basketball and then put a crown on top. Uh, even this, I know this doesn't count as like their main like into my argument, but the secondary logo too is like the lion, like with its oh, mane coming into a basketball. I mean, you're on the you're on the mark. You're like you're you're there. It's like you're driving in, but you haven't really reached the side of the road yet. That's kind of feel like where you're at. You're kind of almost there. Like I feel like this one's more of like a five or an honorable mention. But again, that that's your list, as you said, it's your list. Do what you want, do what you want, <laughs> do what you. Oh, is it my? Yeah, it's my turn, right? Two, your turn. Two for two. me, and this was hard. I, the, my top two were freaking hard to figure out in my it head. It is like number one was like a no brainer for me, but trying to rank two through five was so the toughest part for me. Number two, uh, I. This thing, I'm still tossing in my head. Like I haven't actually decided completely yet. Two for me, I think, because of the modernization of it, I'm going to go the, and I hate that I'm saying this, but I'm going to go the Philadelphia 76ers for me. You're going to have to explain that one because that's just the basketball with 76 on it. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking historically 76ers and what 76 means historically. And for me as a history nerd, now this probably goes right back to what I was saying about your Kings pick. Cause now I'm just, now I'm <laughs> double guessing myself. Um, but for me, I think the historical connection with Philly itself and the city of Philadelphia and what Philadelphia has meant in, in the history of the United States, uh, to be honest, I like it a lot better than their old, their old, um, logo i was just looking up the old one to see how far it has come and it's bad. it has gone through an upgrade yes, it is bad the old one's bad and i like the this i like the simplicity of the seven and six right they're separate colors but then obviously the the rings around which kind of represent that back that back during that time um and i think it looks really slick on the different colors that they have the the red when they they change the colors up to 76 uh and everything like that i think 76ers is just such an interesting name of a team that I think it adds that extra flair for the 76ers at number two. Um, now, I will say one of the teams that I was considering to put in my top five that I didn't, and maybe this is your number one, but one of those teams I was considering putting in the top five was uh, there's two teams that I didn't even make honorable mention was the Cavaliers was one and the and for me, the uh, where was the other one? Hold on. I have on my list. And the and oh yeah, Raptors were my other one that were that was kind of like debating to put it in my top five. Dude, we might have the same number one. Dude, are we? Because that was neither of them. Let's say it at the same time. Oh, this after is three. Oh, this is gonna go bad. one, so two, after three, three or on team. three. After three. After three. So it's gonna be one, yeah. two, three. And then we say name. Got it. Got it. Okay, here we All go. Right. One, two, three. Heat. Nuggets. Oh. oh! Look at that. Isn't this ironic? Wow. Dude, you went the heat Miami on that. Heat logo to me, it's like a no-brainer like top logo for me. Dude, look Just at the, the nuggets, basketball though. flame with the ring around it. And then when you also bring out the city edition, uh Miami Vice color scheme with that logo, like there's there's nothing that beats it. Dude, look but at the look Denver at the nuggets, nuggets logo right now. Though. Look at it right now. Look at the I'm good, looking at it. The new Nuggets logo. It's pretty dope. Compared to their old one, that was crap. It was just basically a mountain on top of nuggets. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them have come a long way. But the nuggets like, one looks like really saying, good. But the whole like go the two the two the pickaxes for me and the color scheme of white and gold because of the nuggets. You know, obviously gold nuggets. Then you have. Mm -hmm. 
Then you have the whole idea behind their their city jerseys are also legit. If you've ever seen their city jerseys, those are also really cool. Um, but the Heat, I actually never even thought of the Heat to put them in the top. I think I just never have connected with that Heat logo. Even the I didn't really like the Vice jerseys, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion. But yeah, that's a big. I was. I'm actually shocked that we chose both Dang. finals teams as our as our top. Uh, and I'm also eight. shocked that we didn't have a single common team in the top five. Like the closest we got was your honorable mention being the Rockets, and I had the Rockets at four. I am shocked that neither of us had the Cavaliers because they've also come a long way. I'm very. I was didn't want to be biased. That's why I also didn't put them in. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. To be honest, to be honest, the Cavaliers' new logo is a lot cleaner than what it used to be. I think it's a lot cleaner. You're talking about compared to like the basketball. With yeah, the sword yeah, yeah, through. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, NBA I am, top I am five glad. Logos. I'm glad we both did. I'm glad neither of us put the Trailblazers because I think we both should have just quit at oh, that list. If we were going top five worst logos, that'd be number one, honestly. Oh, dude, that is the ugliest. Blazers, that is the ugliest logo of all time. Yeah. There's no creativity in that at all. Even the <laughs> Pistons logo has at least something going on with it, or the Magic. Yeah, it's tough to work with the magic. By the way, if you you want below, by the way, if you're listening below, if you want us to do like a worst after we do all these best ones, please let us know because we we love doing this because it's just fun. It's just fun to like joke around with each other. So feel free to let us know in the comments uh, if you like this. there will be a, there 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 will be a chance as I'm as we're recording this. Um, I've been making graphics, so at some point through the summer, especially if we have dead periods where Josh is doing something on vacation or I'm not, where I'm not able to record, then I'm going to be posting graphics at some point throughout the summer of the different top fives we've done. So let's see, what have we done so far? We've done, we've just done baseball, and now we've done. Oh, you're talking about overall top oh, fives. all five. So we did baseball. We've done baseball concessions. We've done yep. sports movies. Yep. We've done uh, the the baseball logos. And now and this one. Now the NBA yep. logos, and we'll probably it. knock out the NHL logos. Oh, and we did, and we did the top five uh, most exciting draft picks for the Browns. That was the oh other one. yes, top five picks you're most excited about for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. See, see, I, I remember these things. Yeah. But anyways, that's enough with the fun talk. We're back to seriousness, right, Josh? Because that's where we're back here. Back to serious we're, talk we're because we have to talk serious yes. World Series contenders in baseball. Oh, now that we've today we marked two months, yeah, two months into the MLB season yes. as of today, mm-hmm. teams are starting to separate, show who they are, build an yep. identity, and I think at this point we can really start seriously talking about World Series mm-hmm. contenders. Yeah. And I don't know how you went about it, but I got a couple that I like in the American League that I think could make a run, and a couple in the National League that I think could yep. make a run. I'm with you. Same thing. I, obviously, my first choice will be the Oakland Athletics. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding, people. I'm kidding. <laughs> the people. Twelve and forty-five Oakland Athletics. That's just twenty-four sick. games out of first place. Oh, a negative one hundred ninety-three run differential. <laughs> Man, I didn't even realize it was that bad until I read it out loud. You want to know it's... who's in second place? Like, just to show you how bad. The Oakland Athletics bad is. Do I even want to know? The Kansas City Royals have a negative seventy run differential, so the the A's haven't beat by one hundred twenty three runs. Yeah, jeez, I can't even oh, believe it, dude. Goodness. Like they're almost at two hundred, and there's not even another team at a hundred. <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Oh, but speaking of like serious contenders, uh, number one for me out of the American League, Tampa Bay. Yeah, couple reasons for that. 
Um, I believe they are the only team right now in all of baseball that has reached the 40-win mark. Correct. And since we were just talking about great run differentials there, uh, they also are the only team with a run differential over 100. It's 109 – or actually, excuse me, there's another team that's – over 100 that we'll be talking about as well, or at least I'll be talking about. But Tampa Bay second in run differential, 119. So they're not mm. only scoring a lot of runs, they're also limiting teams' uh, ability to score runs. They got a lot of talent on this team that's been breaking out. Uh, I heard this stat the other day about uh, Yandy Diaz, former Cleveland Indian, has 12 home runs this season already after hitting just nine last year. They got several guys on this team that are hitting pretty high in batting average. Diaz leading the way, hitting 320. Uh, you got Wander Franco hitting 298. Randy Rosarena 297. Like it's a really solid overall lineup, both at the plate and on the mound. I think Tampa Bay is one of the most balanced teams. And for me, uh, I got them as my top contender out of the American League right now. I'm going to stick with it, man. I, I think uh, Tampa Bay has just proven. I think. Throughout now, it's it's getting a little tighter. Uh, obviously, the AL East is just freaking stupid. We won't even talk about it. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, at some point. But let's not talk about it now because it just annoys me. Um, uh, it, you think about the Rays and what they're doing, the way they started. Now, obviously, they've slowed down. We all knew that was going to happen. We both have talked about it. Like we knew they couldn't it go 162 yeah, yeah. and 0. Yeah. Um, but the way they they've they've pitched the ball really well. I mean, obviously they're they're they've lost some pitchers to injuries, which has kind of think hurted that hurt them a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think in general, I think this team they're hitting well, they're pitching well, and I think at the end of the day, if you're hitting and pitching well and you're taking care of business when you have to against the teams you have to beat uh, and you should beat, then I think they're going to be a legit contender by the end of the end of the year. Number two for me, got to go to the team with the top run differential in all baseball, and that's the Texas Rangers. This mm. was a team last year that I said could be a sleeper, and it you turned did. out I was just just a year off. But pitching staff's been interesting um, <laughs> with a Jacob deGrom over there. He hasn't exactly been his – we haven't seen his best stuff, I feel like, just yet. But coming around – uh, you also got uh, uh, Uvalde, a uh, former Boston uh, Red Sox there. Uh, I also believe that uh, John Gray is over there. So it's it's a, ro- a lineup that um, – or a rotation, I should say, that maybe we didn't see coming but has been pretty strong. And then at the plate, we got a couple other guys that uh, I didn't see coming, like Corey Seager's not necessarily leading the charge here at the plate, but it's guys like uh, Marcus Simeon, uh Dudes like, uh, what's his name here, leading the team in home runs. I got to make sure I say his name right. <laughs> it's it's not a super hard one, but it's Adolis Garcia. It could be he's Adolis. A stud. Or yeah, he's Adolis, a stud. Yeah. 14 home runs, 49 RBIs, which leads all of baseball, that RBI stat. Um, so Texas, uh, maybe one of those teams that uh, – Nobody thought would be dominating at this level, uh, but find themselves at second place in the uh, American League or tied for second in the American League with uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Now, you never thought I would say this, um, that I think is going to be a very legit World Series contender. Now, obviously, it's the Cleveland. I'm kidding. It's not Cleveland Guardians. Um, no, it's uh, for me, it's the Baltimore Orioles. You just said them, and I, I legit believe in this team. Um, you look at some of their stats. I mean, Mount Castle's having a great year. You know, hit 11 home runs, 38 RBIs, uh, hitting, 
you know, he's not he's not hitting great. He's not getting on base, but hey, he's your power bat. You have Adley Rutschman, who we all know what he can do. I mean, the dude's a he's a freak. Um, fun fact: if you didn't know, he was a kicker in college uh, for the football team. Fun fact. Um, How about that? Then you have uh, Cedric Mullins, who has just been stealing bases as best he can. Um, you have uh, Santander, who's hitting the ball well. Hayes is hitting the ball well. You have Frazier. Mateo has not been – he slowed down a little bit, but he's still you know hitting the ball pretty well. Um, we got Henderson as well. Um, their pitching as well has been has been pretty elite. I mean, they have two relievers, by the way, that are just freaking studs. I don't even remember their names off the top of my head. I'm looking here. Um, they have uh, – I'm trying to find it here. <laughs> Yeah, Bautista's one of them and Cano. These two dudes have got a combined ERA of like 138 or something like that. It's it's legit. So I think that the Oreos have a good a good team to take a long run. They're young. They're they got some veterans, but they're young, and I think they're gonna take a uh, a long way. Yeah, I definitely uh, hear the argument for Baltimore. I guess just for me right now, uh with as tough as the division is and how young they are, uh, I gotta I guess see them maybe uh, go through a little bit more and yeah. maybe play a little bit uh, more teams in that division uh, before I'd be able to hop on board. Uh, one other team that I like in American League, and this is because they've done it before over and over again, is the Houston Astros. I don't know how you can't uh, or how you could rule Houston out yeah, yeah. at this point. They haven't had uh, everybody hitting the ball well yet. They haven't uh, been Alex healthy. Bregman. Yeah, like Alex Bregman's been struggling. Jeremy Payne has been struggling. Jose Abreu's been struggling. Uh, but thank goodness they still have Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve. Yeah. Like it's it's such a good lineup. And uh Tucker out in the outfield. And then on the on the mound, even losing Justin Verlander last year, like you still got Framber Valdez, who I would trust in any big game uh to get the win there. Uh Christian Javier's super solid too. And uh they're in second place right now to to Texas Rangers. Um, but I don't think Houston's played their best baseball yet, and that's no. another reason why I'm kinda I guess holding out and believing, uh, believing in them because I've seen them do it before. And once all these guys get in the swing of things and once they get healthy, like you said, watch out for Houston. Yeah, I mean, I would say the Angels, but we all know they have the two best players in baseball, and yet they're still not going to win any games. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm going to say the Yankees. I mean, you just can't go against the Yankees. I, 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 you have to keep them in that. You have Aaron Judge. He's right now, I think, the best player right now in baseball, if you look at the, what, what he's doing on the, at the plate. And by the way, he has one less home run than he did last year at this time, and he's been on the DL already. So if that shows you what his what he's doing with the bat, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think there's that. I saw him tear up the Reds, which is mind-boggling. But anyways, that's what I got. So, Josh, what do we got for the National League? For the National League, uh, I am... NL Central, man, loaded with some very quality teams. Yeah. Central. Uh, the Reds I, are in third place. A, so maybe this isn't the team that I'm the most high on in the National League, but it's maybe a low-key dark horse I didn't see coming, and it's the Dodgers, honestly. Yeah. With how much they lost in the offseason, uh, they didn't necessarily make many uh, splash signs, but mm-hmm. they've had a couple unexpected uh, surprises, such as uh, Max Muncy just balling out this year, and uh, J.D. Martinez has been uh, a solid addition. Uh, Will Smith is continuing to do what he's doing at catcher. Freddie Freeman continues to dominate, hitting 344. Mookie Betts taking a little while to get going, hitting only 249 right now as we speak, but um, 11 home runs, so still contributing at the plate. Then on the mound, I mean, Clayton Kershaw's still doing it, dude. And you still got Julio Arias, and you still got Dustin May, and you still got Tony Gonsolin. So it's like 
even when they lost guys like uh, uh, Justin Turner, uh, you lose guys like Cody Bellinger, and you I thought there was another big guy that they lost from last year's team. Name escapes me right now, but they didn't have one of the most exciting off seasons either. And yeah. here they are, uh, first place in that National League West, still to this day. So. Is still it, saying, got to watch out for the Dodgers. Is it sad that I look at this National League and go, there's no teams that I'm like, ooh, they have a chance That's to what's win tough it. about it. It's like, I don't even know if like the Dodgers would be my one, yeah. but no, it's, it's just, just not I, a whole lot at, out there. Like I the American the, League, I like, yeah. honestly, I like five teams in the American yeah, I look at the American League and go, you're winning the World Series this year. Whoever comes yeah. out of the NL has no chance. Um, you know, I'm going to go uh, Cincinnati. I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm going to go Arizona Diamondbacks is one of mine. I think it's another dark horse. I think no one saw coming necessarily. I don't think anybody saw the Diamondbacks being the way they are. Um, they, they've been just, they've been hitting the ball really well. Their pitching has been surprising to me of how, how they pitched. Um, right now they're only a game and a half back at the Dodgers for first place. Um, they're like four games up in the wild card. So like they, they're in a great spot to, to make the playoffs. And I think to make a run, uh, they just have to, keep this up and and hopefully the young guys don't kind of tire out in that sense um so yeah that for me it's arizona i think it's just a, another dark horse kind of candidate second team and there's only really two teams right now that i like yeah, nationally. i agree the other one's atlanta braves and i'm maybe you're on par with that too but ronald acuna jr been playing at an mvp level um you still got uh, guys out here like um, Austin Riley, uh, Sean Murphy behind the plate, playing really well uh, on the mound. Spencer Strider's just striking out everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and I, I still feel like uh, the Braves kind of this way with uh, the Astros. I said too, uh, I feel like they haven't even like reached their, uh, I guess their stride yet. Like they've still been winning despite not playing their best baseball yet. And once they start doing that, it's just going to be super scary to see. Yeah, I, I have the Braves with you as well. I think the Braves are just it's a team that terrifies you when you look at that team and like the potential of the team terrifies you. Um, again, the honorable mention for me is obviously the Dodgers. I can't count them out. But for me, the Braves, the way their pitching's been pitching, I mean, Strider scares me. I mean, he has a mustache that scares me, and then his pants are so <laughs> tight that he looks like he's just going to rip them out. Yeah, so legs man does not skip leg day. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's the Braves as well. Yeah, it's just like, Michael Harris, one of their uh, stud rookies last year, hitting 179 right now. Marcelo Zuna hitting 219. Eddie Rosario, 238. Matt Olson, 238. Ozzy Albies, 251. Like they're they're still first place in that division despite all that. And I feel like half of those guys at least are going to come around. And once they do, yeah, exactly. Watch out for that Atlanta Braves. That's true. I really don't have a third team that I like out of the National League. It's like Milwaukee's winning the Central, but they're only two games above 500. Uh, The Mets, as loaded as they are, uh, I feel like they've been underachieving. Um, I have to see a little bit more from Arizona before I could be fully convinced. San Diego and Philadelphia, super loaded, super underachieving. Yeah, not been pretty. So National League, I feel like uh, some of those teams are going to have to get it together here. But the American League looks loaded, like we said. I... If I had to pick, like straight up, more, like five teams, regardless Ooh, of hard. like National League, American League, it'd probably be like Tampa Bay. It'd probably be Texas, and the Dodgers might be the only team cracking from the National League because Baltimore's got that argument, Astros Yankees. got that argument, Yankees got that argument, and then maybe the Braves are the sixth or seventh team you'd say. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy, crazy stuff, man. But uh, 
yeah, baseball. It's it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting summer here. Also, don't forget out. to vote. Also, don't forget to vote. Voting started today as we're recording this. Don't forget to vote for your All Star team. Mm. Bo Joey Votto, paying him twenty five million to sit on the bench. Will more Cleveland Indians make the All Star team, or will more since Reds. Reds? I think Reds this year. I legit think because there's so many younger dudes like McLean. Not I'm not saying he's going to get a chance. I think. Out of the Reds, I think the the most legit chance you're gonna have Hunter Green, possibly just because he's a dude that throws 104. Um, I think you'll see Diaz, the closer, has a good chance of making it for the Reds, and then maybe like two or three dudes on the offense that just have a chance. Like I'm not saying we'll make it. I think the Guardians have a chance. I think maybe to have more guys make it, but I think the Reds have a bigger pool of dudes. You're like I've never heard of him, but he's having a good year, so let's take him. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even know who I'd want to vote for out of Cleveland besides Jose Ramirez because, like, Josh Bell, no. Josh Naylor, no. Dude, you're catchers, man. Andre Jimenez, no. No Cleveland catcher. <laughs> no Stephen Kwan, which has been a surprise. Um, Wait, what, what's, that, wrong with your, what's wrong with your catchers, man? Your catchers are great. They do amazing. <laughs> they can't hit 200. <laughs> and even starting pitchers, dude, like, we have a lot of, uh, I mean – the ERA, I think, is 10th overall in baseball, but there's not really one dominant starter. They've yeah. all been inconsistent. So that's, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> but that pretty much sums up our baseball talk, and we have a little bit of football discussion here yep. just with uh, DeAndre Hopkins is officially show. cut now, yes. officially on the market now. Yes. There's been some teams that have been reaching out. Some teams have been uh, loud about uh, their pursuit of him. Uh going to go ahead and discuss teams that we think uh, would be a good fit and uh, perhaps teams that uh, could be elevated uh, by adding the guy. Do we it's, want to be realistic to say, or not realistic? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going kind of like realistic yeah, I know here. I like, like, I think that, for example, does he make the Kansas City Chiefs that much better? I don't know. But does he fill a need of like a big yeah, receiver that can go yeah. up and make jump balls? Yes. So that could help Patrick Mahomes. That's scary, but I don't think actually. it's going to make a. No. I don't think it make a difference for Kansas City's overall record no. and their success in the playoffs, whether they get DeAndre I Hopkins think, or not. For me, I think one team, and I know this is going to sound like oh, biased. I don't care. Let's go because it's I'm on board with you. Cleveland it's Browns. Be the Cleveland Browns. Right. This is this is the, the this super is the most listen, best fit. He, listen, he doesn't need money. He's getting paid 15 million this year, no matter what. He doesn't need the money. He knows that. Listen, he goes to Cleveland. He reunites with a guy that he had his best years with in yep. Deshaun Watson. You have Amari Cooper on the other side, which is going to keep a tra- – you're not going to be able to just put him on Hopkins. You're going to have one-on-one with yep. Hopkins. Oh, and by the way, oh, I don't know. You have Najoku at tight end. who Njoku can also at tight end, Elijah Moore in the slot. Yep, Elijah Moore in the slot. Oh, and by the way, oh, I don't know. You have a running game that's just built like a tank engine. So at the end of the day, if you look at all the teams that he's eligible to go play for, look at all the teams – you look at Kansas City. Mm, their run game's okay. They don't really have a second option uh, uh, outside of Kelsey. They don't really have a second receiver that you're like scared of. But you look at the Browns. Nick Chubb, dominant, right? Offensive line, dominant. You have a quarterback who's finally going to have a year where he can play and develop in the Brown system. Then you have, like you said, Elijah Moore in the slot. You have, by the way, Donovan Peoples-Jones as a fourth option. And then you have Amari Cooper in the uh, at number Goodwin, two. Cedric Tillman, Marcus the rookie. Goodwin. And then even you take that away, and then you have Najoku at tight end. You tell me as a defense, what are you going to do? You going to play zone? You want them to beat you in the in? You want to beat them over the middle? Do you want to be? Do you want to play man and get beat down the seams? Like right? Like at the end of the day, 
if 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 Hopkins really wants to win a Super Bowl, and, and I'm saying this 100%, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, you go where you're not, not only going to be effective, but you're going to have a chance to dominate with your team. I would not be shocked if he goes to Cleveland, there will be at least two receivers with 1,000 yards, at least. Maybe a third also, one in Najoku. Let me also uh, further uh, plead my case for Cleveland Browns and to go and get DeAndre Hopkins. If Let's just say you don't sign Hopkins and Amari Cooper gets injured in the season, which he has in the past, just coming yep. off an abdominal surgery. How comfortable are you throwing out Elijah just... Moore and Donovan Peoples-Jones as your one and two receivers? Sure. You. And then your third and fourth options are like David Bell and Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> Double you. <laughs> Furthermore, DeAndre Hopkins, Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, how many Scary. wide receiver rooms are stronger than that? I, like I would hear arguments for the Eagles. Dolphins. I would hear arguments for the 49ers. I would hear arguments for the Bengals, and that's about it. Dolphins. Dolphins actually have a legit room, too, as well. It's true. It's true. Waddle, Waddle and Tyreek Hill are a really solid duo. But, I mean, you're you're joining that company right there. Yeah. You don't, you're not really deep right now. And, and by adding and listen, one guy, like putting Donovan Peoples-Jones at wide receiver four, I like that a lot better than wide receiver two. First off, Arizona was stupid to not trade him because now you're paying him money, plus you get nothing in return. That's All they had to do was wait a few days. Yes. And... Now you have $15 million on the docket. And if you're Hopkins, like that's the thing. People think, well, he's going to go to the best team. I'm like, I, I, I get what your point is, but he doesn't need the money. He's getting paid $15 million no matter what this year. So, And even if that was a concern, Cleveland's going to have, I think, $18 million Yeah, in cap they'll have $18 space million cap space. Yeah. And this is the thing. If Hopkins, for some reason, goes to Cleveland, do not be shocked if you don't see Amari Cooper the year after. Do not be shocked. Because I think if I'm because listen, I think they're about the same age. I think DeAndre might be a little bit older than Amari. They're close to the same age. Let's be honest. DeAndre Hopkins has, a, has had a lot less injuries than Amari Cooper, um, and more than. And the thing is, you know what scares me about this offense, man, dude. You have a run game with a Nick Chubb that can run for sixteen hundred yards, and then you have two thousand yard dude. That is, that's terrifying. Like, wh- what do you do as a defense? <laughs> Like, hey, right. let's just let's drop everyone. Nope, he's going to burn you on the ground, right? So that is one option. The only other option, to be honest, in my mind that makes sense for DeAndre Hopkins is New York Jets. I, I Yes, but I also heard the Jets are not pursuing him. I know, I know. That if doesn't going, mean it wouldn't be a good yes, fit still. If we're going a good fit, I think the Jets would be an amazing option. It gives not only Aaron Rodgers, he gives him two studs on the outside. You have what he's been begging Green Bay to do forever. Now you have his two studs on the outside. Um, the only other third one I would I was going to throw out there would be Baltimore. I think Baltimore would be a really good fit if if you're Man, thinking could about. Could you imagine DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. in 2016? <laughs> <laughs> Can you that's imagine what that locker room is going to be like? Then. Yeah. So those are those. Uh, no, are that's things. that's one that I've thought about too, but. One other one I'll throw out there, and it could totally be negated by whether or not your quarterback's healthy or not, is the Raiders. Which they might they, not even have Carr. Well, Tom they don't Brady have Derek Carr, but they might not have Jimmy G to with like uh, this uh, physical that he's got to pass. Is what I'm saying. And so Tom, then it's like it Tom doesn't Brady matter who you got. 
maybe Tom Brady part owner decides to go out and play like Michael Jordan did as part owner of the Wizards back in the day. But no, I, I think that like having Renfro and Devontae Adams, like your precision route runners that are maybe more like slot and like uh, like 10, 15 yards out guys uh, would be a um, you need to throw in a guy that can go up and get the the deep balls, the jump balls. And I feel like that's what DeAndre Hopkins could do and just complete that receiver room, if you will. Yeah. But again, if you don't have Jimmy G at quarterback, I don't think it makes a difference. And then I I know Kansas City is like another one where it's like he fits that role as like that big true X receiver that they don't have. But Patrick Mahomes is the system. Yeah, I think exactly. good. Kansas City Chiefs are going to win whether they have, have Andy Hopkins <laughs> as their best receiver, whether they have Marquez Vadas Scantling as their best receiver. You know, they, it, it doesn't matter. They beat the, the Browns with Chad Henney. They beat the yeah. Browns with Chad Henney. Let's just put it yeah. that way. <laughs> Also, I don't know how much money uh, the Chiefs have. Anyways, yeah, they don't have much. I don't if, think if they can even make it with the work with the cap and stuff. All but. I'm saying is, is as you can tell, Josh and I are not biased at all. DeAndre Hopkins, if you listen to the show, we which just laid out a lot will. of good arguments. And then let yes. me also just throw in: if you're the Browns, remember you traded three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. You're in win now mode. We got nothing to build towards the future. You have nothing to lose. You got to use <laughs> all your uh, resources to win now. It worked for the Los Angeles Rams. It's got to work for Cleveland. Otherwise, this trade was a colossal failure. Listen, we are just asking for one Super Bowl. If you don't win another one for 40 years, it's fine. Okay, we just want one. We just just want a... a, We're tired of hearing that we're the toilet seat, all right? We're we're tired of it. We just want to win. We want a Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed, man. Uh, Not really a whole lot has been happening in the NFL uh, since we last talked, but you did have something that you want to bring up about college football. So to finish up the show here, here in, in a couple minutes, the one thing I do want to talk about before we finish up is De- Deion Sanders in the Colorado, mainly Colorado. I mean, it's not Deion Sanders, but let's be honest. It's mainly Deion Sanders. He's basically running the show at, in Colorado right now, University of Colorado. Um, but uh, Colorado is in talks, uh, preliminary talks. Uh, 247 Sports come out with it and a few other places that they're in preliminary talks or they're trying to push to go back to the Big 12, which I think is very fascinating because they wanted to get out of the Big 12 so fast about eight, nine years ago, and now they're right back into it. So, hmm, I wonder what that happened. It's called, uh, I don't know, the Pac-12 is like dying. Um, so Pac-12 for, is going to be interesting, dude. Like, it's gonna be What's weird, it going to look like in a few years when you have no USC, no I mean, UCLA? Or- Oregon and says they're staying, but I don't believe them. Yeah, Oregon and Washington. This is my thought. I've said, I've said Oregon will become independent. I would not be shocked if you see Oregon become independent. Would not be shocked. But this is the thing. The interesting thing about Colorado is going to the Big 12 is, to be honest, you look at the Big 12, like after Oklahoma and Texas leave, it's not really a, a, a league that's like getting me hyped up about watching a lot of college football. Again, that's yeah, just my I mean, opinion. You're, you're going to have like, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. You're going to have Cincinnati coming in, UCF coming in. West Virginia. Um, West, yeah, they haven't been exciting for a while, though. <laughs> but you're right. The Big 12 is not like, really an exciting conference. Like To be honest, I would love to see Colorado in the Big 10. I think Colorado in the Big 10 would be fun to watch. Like That would be fun to have Deion Sanders going against Ryan Day and, and – uh, and, uh, and Riley out there at, at USC, like that'd be fun. That would be hilarious to watch. <laughs> so it's like uh, coaches on all ends of the spectrum, right? You got super serious, all business Ryan Day. You got a kind of a, a sleaze ball, offensive genius, young guru Lincoln Riley. And then, and then you, you got, got the, the guy the that's supposed 
And then you got the guy that's like done it on the field that uh, is just and then all you got, about the brand and, and then the you internet got, and social media with Dion, just kind of like a reality show kind and then of running style. Then you got your uncle, Brett Bielema at Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> your uncle, Brett Bielema, who probably just, uh, and then you got the weird coaching football is busy. Then, uh, Drinking beer with the hey, boys. Then you got lawn. then then at a uh, Michigan, you got the weird guy that you have to keep away from the white van and in, in, uh, in Harbaugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, you went there. That that probably is a uh, is him though. If we were to uh, type every single Big Ten coach, <laughs> James Franklin's the bald comedian, basically. Uh-huh. The bald comedian, yeah. or is he the gym teacher that takes everything seriously, but nobody takes That's it? That's true. That's true. Yeah, that could be him as well. His shtick, nobody buys it. Maybe we should do that before the college football season, doing like what like superlatives for coaches in the in the college football. I think we should give every uh college football coach a role in your business. Oh, let's just boy. say you're like some I don't know, like let's just say that like you're at work. You know what I mean? Like the office. Yeah. The like office. how there's yeah, yeah. like like which not necessarily which office character would oh, they be, but which John guy Hart- at work is but John which guy Harbaugh. at work is Ryan Day? Is Ryan Day like your your business, your company's CEO? And then is like uh, PJ Fleck, like your, uh, your hyped up college intern? And then is Brett Bielema, the guy that uh, has been there for, I don't know, 25 years? John Harbaugh. Know. John Harbaugh's Dwight, 100%. It's not, it's not even a debate. Yeah, but it's, it's not even necessarily like just picking know, a character from the TV show. But the to office, me, that's just what like, Which guy at work is so-and-so? Oh, hundred percent. Because it's just it's funny. Um, yeah. But anyways, that that is the news we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed uh, our little fun. I don't know, going down the old logo co- competition again, I guess, or debate, as I would say. Um, so let us know in the comments what you think. Do you think Josh was right? Do you think I was right? Do you think we both were completely off? Which probably that's normally what people say. But I will tell you, if you have the Trailblazers in your top five, please do not comment below. Okay? You don't get to debate. It's just not even It's not even fun. Okay. Um, but no, anyways, we hope you guys had an amazing day uh, wherever you're at in the world listening. I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys can go out and play some sports, maybe get some nice sunshine, hang out at the pool. I don't know. Do some fun, hang out with friends and family. Uh, and until next time, oh, 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 before I do that, oh, I about said, I, I forgot to promote ourselves. Um, if you've loved this on, on YouTube, go ahead and click that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Um, you can see all the different episodes that we've had in the past where I think we're at, this is episode 90, by the way, Josh, of the show. Wow. Like the first like 20 I did with myself, but You've been on for 70, so it's a good percentage. Um, so episode 90, so you can check out all the other episodes previously. And also, if you're on Spotify, uh, make sure you let us let us know. Um, share it with your friends. Share the links with your friends and family. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. Uh, but yeah, anyways, have a great weekend. And as always, we'll see you next time. <laughs>